Hi, everybody. Welcome in. Um, because I have a huge last thank yous to to, first of all, Alchemy RPG, the amazing, wonderful platform in which we're playing this beautiful, beautiful show and campaign on. Uh, they are a gorgeous VTT that's not a VTT. It's pretty cool. It's really nicely designed and it's really immersive. So go check them out. Um, and when you're watching this show, if you're doing so on our YouTube, you can see just how gorgeous it is uh, when we get into the action. Um, so thank you, Alchemy RPG, for the beautiful partnership. It's really a lot of fun. Um, and of course, one really cool, awesome thank you to the Crafty Gamer for sponsoring this episode and as well. Um, we're also affiliates with the Crafty Gamer. You can use code Waffles Maple Syrup to get 10% off your order there. But maybe, maybe you're unsure. Maybe you're like, hmm, do I want one of their beautiful aromas of adventure? What if, what if I don't like the scent? Or what if I don't know what scent to get? I got you. I got you because we're gonna give away an eight ounce candle tonight on stream. Uh, so if you want to win an eight ounce candle, such as this one right here, which will not be green screened out because I will put it in the right place, um, you should stick around because we will uh, be able to do that and you will be able to pick a scent of your choice if you wish, uh, if you win rather, uh, and then you can check it out and then buy more because you know they're fantastic. Um, but all right, that's, I think, enough of our thank yous. I also did this, to I should write this down something. You think I had it write written down? I do. But I also forgot to like say hi to all the cool people that are here. Uh, so I'm going to pretend this was all on purpose. And uh, why don't we say <laughs> hi? Um, Anne, would you like to kick us off? What's up, everybody? I'm Ann Richmond, a.k.a. Hearthsinger, the head bard in charge round these parts. Uh, I am a YouTuber uh, and a rascal <laughs> in the TTRPG <laughs> space. Heard uh, it here I, first. <laughs> I do all sorts of content about um, gaming events and uh, news and how to plays and... Uh, general thoughts and advice on that type of thing. Uh, you can also find my thoughts and my existence and my uh, strange COVID brain uh, musings on Twitter, where <laughs> where you can where you can really find out uh, everything I'm up to. And of course, uh, some of you may know me from the Lost Mountain Saga, which is a Nordic horror RPG, uh, which I am currently uh, game mastering the the art the current arc of. It's an original story by me, uh, set in mythic Britain. So please come hang out uh, at Lost Mountain Saga, and I'll throw the links into chat here so you can follow me when you're done following all of us here. Do it. Follow every single person here and support the crap out of every single person here. <laughs> um, Dimples, how about you? I'm Prince, also known as Dimples and Dice around the internet. Um, you'll know me on this show as uh, Langston Mossel, along with my good friend, Ida, uh, the Sapphire Dragon. Uh, what's going on with me? I am a professional GM. I'm black. I have a I am the co-founder of Rolling These Twenties, where I'm a storyteller for Vampire the Masquerade Philly by Night. We are in our fifth and final season of But that does not mean our, all of our World of Darkness shenanigans are over. It just means this arc of our story 
So we're getting close there. So y'all should come and watch and see the shenanigans that happened because we've done time travel, we've done multiverse, and now Kane, the god of Vanguard. I have to say that I have caught like snippets of it. I've also heard how you've described this show and it it just gets more and more intriguing. So I, I do ask everybody to please listen and watch because I this is fascinating to me uh, and I think y'all will enjoy it. So definitely go check them out. Yep. And you can catch us on YouTube if you uh, want to get caught up. Basically, YouTube starts at season three where the retcon of the world has happened. So that's all the parts No big that. deal. No, no <laughs> so, big deal. And then you can also catch me on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for uh, Wayward Revelry, a D&D 5e campaign, where I am uh, running a Wild Beyond the Wishlight campaign with my own Feywild twist. There's more stuff happening, but those are the stuff happening. We're all very busy people, is what I'm hearing. So I think y'all should follow the social medias and make sure you're able to find all the cool things that we're doing, even the things that we haven't said today, just to make sure you can catch everything. Uh, Waffles, how about you? Uh, that's me. I'm Waffles. Uh, you can find me at GM underscore Waffles on the Twitter where I talk about mental health and autism and GM tips. Uh, I make maps. I for I guess they're good enough to get paid for. So check that out. Uh, it It's a thing. Um, uh, uh, I'm, I mean, I, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to translate that real quick. Waffles makes amazing maps that he is indeed commissioned for. You guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to challenge that entirely because I think they're absolutely I'm gorgeous. Learning. And I was surprised and taken away yeah, by the ones that I saw. Waffles makes dope maps. Yeah, there you go. Very that, dope. I'd buy them. There you go. Cool. I heard it here first. Dimple would buy them. Therefore, you must. Uh, <laughs> also, I'm starting to drop this knowledge. Uh, my special interest outside of TTRPGs, TFT. If no one knows League of Legends or any of that stuff, uh, TFT is like an auto chess type of game from League of Legends. And I am... Maybe you'll see some of that come. Yeah, maybe you'll see some of it in the future. And I am uh, rather good at it. I, I'm in the top like 1% of players so we'll we'll see all that tldr hit diamond for those y'all that do hot high diamond yeah um but anyways um and did you say jam underscore waffles you did okay i did i did um and then to our uh missing player tonight as if you haven't noticed the 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 missing screen of doom that is here ish i believe it's kind of where it is on the overlay (laughs) um that is the amazing and wonderful David. I will give him a shout out despite his unfortunate inability to be here tonight. Um, but he has given us his blessing uh, to continue on without him. And who knows what exciting story reasons these curveballs uh, come out in story with. It's kind of fun to see uh, what what we do to kind of make it all make sense. Um, but you can find David uh, on Twitter at David Tilstra. And so go support the heck out of our lovely fourth player. Um, all right. So I think that's that's it. Uh, I'm, I'm Syrup, by the way. You can find me on Twitter at Revic underscore Syrup. But enough talking because we have a really cool, exciting show to get to. I believe... We have like a whole tavern to explore, a whole building to explore. I'm in. 
I, I'm sure y'all, this will take like less than a session, right? For yeah. sure. Yeah. It's just a building. Sure. What, just what build. can we find in a building? Uh, but we're about to find out. So catch this awesome intro video and we'll see you in just a sec. Last session arrived to the Bluefin Tavern. Uh, not so. It, the the way there was was totally fine as you headed your way back to the Lakeport docks. Um, but as a reminder to those uh, that made me need a little refresher, uh, this came after a little bit of a interaction, if you will, with some spear and guards. Not it, a little, you know, a little scuffle, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'll quickly take care of that. And and I think you did actually leave maybe maybe one of them alive. You're generous. The, who would who would call y'all uh, murder hobos? No, no not, not, not me. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't do so, it. It wasn't me. <laughs> Kay killed nobody. That's all. It's true. That's true. Um, but don't worry, y'all. You safely tucked those bodies in the basement of the bookshop. And uh, <laughs> joining alongside y'all is Mayfire, um, the companion associate of Fawn Lee, who, in her own route, uh, left the bookshop in a different direction, parting ways, uh, perhaps a tearful and touching goodbye with Mayfire as... You split up with the bookshop with the lights dimmed and off behind you and made your way to the bluefin. So here we are as you arrive to the sound of cheers and laughter pouring out from a what can only be described as what used to be a theater. Uh, with the kind of roof of it blown off um, and then makeshiftly repurposed into this really cool tavern. Um, and you see the sign of the scrawled painted on it, the blue fin swaying in the wind on the docks as you make your way there. Um, as you approach, however, uh, Locke, kind of jumps up and in my perfect Irish, I believe, accent says, uh, <laughs> you're not getting one off of me. Um, he says, oh, uh, I actually, since we're since we're back uh, at the docks, I realized I forgot something um, at the ship. So I'm going to go check to see if 
it's still here. Um, and just kind of see if I can if I can get it. But I'll be I will catch up with y'all. Go. I know where this is, so I will catch up with y'all in in uh, as soon as I'm done. And excuses himself. All right then. I guess we'll go find the boat captain. I thought that was kind of his thing, she says to, to Langston. <laughs> Maybe we'll just scout out the place first, and he'll join later for the heavy lifting. Fair. It's not like we have to stick together all the time, right? <laughs> Don't be so fast to run off on us. You guys just got the party together. <laughs> you just got your quest. Split the party. Lexa <laughs> um, looks over at Ida. It's like <laughs> uh, none of that came through. And Ida's. Oh, uh, Langston looks over at Ida and goes, "We we've made it through on our own before." Like right? And Ida's just like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> uh, Ida, yeah, Ida just kind of like buries herself uh, into your hood trying to just like avoid its eye contact with you like mm-hmm sure uh, <laughs> um, but there's still the three of you uh, ready to cross the rickety docks uh, slick with the mist of what is the oncoming night uh, fall it's it's probably the evening now perhaps like 6pm you, you have a full night evening ahead of you um, after everything that went down at the bookshop so, do you all head inside? I do. I, I do have a question for you. With of all of our conversation in the back of the bookshop yeah. uh, and downstairs, would that constitute a short rest? Ooh, that's a great question. Let me flip through the book real quick and let you know. <laughs> that's a good question. This requires an hour of downtime. I feel like... Maybe we could have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, you guys can definitely get that short rest in. Actually, Amazing. would y'all... Uh, no, let's keep it a short rest. Let's keep it a short rest. We got huh? this. Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. Right. You guys, what, you expect trouble or something? What's, what, no. What's no. the worst that can happen? Yeah, it's this is absolutely going to be peaceful. I am not starting at all a bar fight. Yeah, why would you start any yeah. fights? Yep. I'm pretty sure Doesn't Locke matter. was the one that was going to start all the fights, and Locke just is it <laughs> went off, so you're fine. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Mm-hmm. Locke is, Locke's the troublemaker, not K or Hex or no, I, no, Ida right? or Langston. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, the episode where we find out that Locke was the glue that held yeah. us all together. <laughs> yep. David, what have you done? <laughs> um, all right, so... You head on in, but yes. Also, I want to ask: in the times you're you're you got a short rest, absolutely. In the time at the bookshop, y'all like in the discussion and giving everything like that. You had time to put the bodies down. You had plenty of time. I'm just curious for my own, definitely not ulterior motive reasons. Uh, did anybody like read any of the books that she showed y'all? Y'all, nobody said it. And I think that's so, very valid. I didn't say it. But one of the things that Langston was doing was picking through, like, all of the, especially the financials. 
I don't no, know. No, this is actually afterwards. At, when you went down to the basement and she showed you the Bell's Lament, and she said, this is the book that they were after. Um, oh. This is this is not in the bookshop proper, but afterwards. Oh, yeah. If she'd have told us that it was a book there after, if she'd have let me read it, mostly because Langston was interested in her, not necessarily the book, he would have read mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Kay would not have read it, but if they were allowed to take it, they would have taken it out of the bookshop to, like, read it later. But if not, then they would not have made a move to read it. Yeah. Yeah, Layson so... is so... that I'm into what you're into yeah. kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, whatever you say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's do this, because nobody mentioned it last time. Um no. Nobody really took the time to read the book, but Kay, y'all, by the time this was all kind of getting wrapped up and, and Mayfair and or Mayfire and uh, Fonley were like, you know, had a moment where they were just talking to each other. Um, there was this recognition that they were leaving this bookshop behind. The window, the front door was broken. Uh, y'all newspapered it up. And this is a very dangerous book to have. Um, it's why the Spear and Guards attacked. So I will give you an opportunity to have taken that book without necessarily, like knowing that basically eventually someone's going to find these bodies, eventually something's going to happen and this is going to go down. So you could have secured that book and taken it with yeah. you, but it is very dangerous to have that book. If she was fine with Kay would not steal it. Like, no, no sleight of hand, but if she was fine with Kay having it, Kay would have taken it. Like, absolutely. She doesn't care how dangerous okay. it is. All right, then... And why the mustache dimple? <laughs> <laughs> it's Langston. Uh, yes, I that. Um, <laughs> it's cosplay. My yeah, bad. It, it adds very to refined. Um, then absolutely. So Kay, uh, in an inner pocket, uh, you do have this book unread as of yet, but perhaps you have plenty of time to read it tonight. Nothing's going to happen. So, uh, thank you. Sorry. I'll set the ground rules for that. Knowing that this is a dangerous book, Kay will not pull it out in public. Sounds good. All right. So upon entering, a gust of thick, sticky air generates a warm welcome. The salvaged mast from a retired galleon dominates the center of this old theater. Hundreds of large vertebra coil up the tail, the tall beam, uh, fastened to the rib cage of a massive aquatic beast suspended high in the air by ribbons and rope. The monstrous skull of the great beast rests just above the barkeep's counter. Inside its hollow sockets, this giant, like, head uh, skull of this beast, is piles of coin, jewelry, shiny baubles that sort of spill out in front of two flickering candles. Imbuing the shrine to this long-dead behemoth with an eerie sense of being. It's really cool. And there's a picture in this book. By any chance, Dimples, do you have that in front of you? Could you show it to of the class? Of course I do. Can I ask yes, this question? Gorgeous. I'm yeah. not making fun of you, I promise. Uh-huh. We're, we're showing the interior again? Uh, yes, that's, uh, yes that. that's what I was going to ask. I wanted to make sure you weren't saying Behemoth. No, Okay. Behemoth. Okay. Wow. Y'all, 
it's the that's a top-down view of the place. It's so Golly. amazing and gorgeous, the art in this book. And look yeah. at that giant thing. So that giant, giant like skeleton of a aquatic animal is the tail of it kind of wraps around that mast that spirals down into the center of this space. The Bluefin Tavern buzzes with chaotic energy, cluttered and bustling charm intertwined with the disorder. Crates form makeshift tables to seat large groups, a pr while a private booth accessible by a rope ladder is nestled inside the skeletal rib cage of the hanging beast. That's super cool. Lanterns sway with the lake's gentle breeze and cast flickers of orange light to the floor. You see two energetic tieflings surrounded by casks of ale and bottled spirits operate operating the main bar at the far end of the old auditorium. Onlookers perched in second-story galleries gawk at the follies of the drunkards below, and on one deck, a amused elf leans against the railing, chuckling as two drunkards stumble over each other while attempting to dance. On another, two young women clink their rapiers together, each holding up a frothy tankard as they both shout, To steady hands! Welcome to the Bluefin Town. I will also share with y'all a handout outlining the sort of map of the space that we will Ooh. utilize to kind of maneuver here. Battle map. No, no, no. <laughs> a handout. Like a handout. A handout. Battle map. <laughs> Here's your handout. Roll initiative. Do, do what you want to see. <laughs> All right. Making a call back to one that. of my old players. So every time I pulled this to a new map, it was battle map. <laughs> Let's see if it's in tactical mode. Sorry, you don't worry about the initiative. I'm trying to see. Whoa, initiative. It is uh -oh. not, Eddie. I see the uh, the thought that we could see the handout in tactical mode, but I don't believe so. There's map faces, but it's just map one, and it's this. No boobies. They have the pretty little handout. Um, did y'all see it? Did it not? No. Uh, Lake Port. So I see in our handouts, Crystal Lake, Fano, and Lake Port Docks. It's same. It's there bad, it there it is. I forgot to hit the check mark. That's my bad. <laughs> uh, no worries. Okay. So. In this little map, and we're going to really focus on that main center area right now. Don't worry about the inn and, and such. This is, we're focused on this main area. Um, so as you walk in, that's kind of where number one is. You walk in here, you see the tall mass in the center of it, and then all the way across to the right, as you kind of go into the depths of this auditorium, you see in number two is that bar, and then the seating all around you. Mm -hmm. What do you all do upon entering? I uh, need to go straight to the bar. Yeah, so. she, she just, they Fair. look around, they take it all in, there's a pause for effect, and then she's just like, I need a drink at the same time as Langston. They just head, and it, it almost like she pauses and like looks at him because for the first time they've agreed on something. They're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and she just like puts out her fist for a fist bump, and then, uh, they make contact and they discerningly approach the bar together. <laughs> okay, right and Kay, do you follow? There yeah. we go. Kay stands there and watches the two of you fist bump and just kind of like a single tear. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so all of you kind of just go and nothing brings a group together like 
a tavern, mm. uh, and you head straight to the bar. Like alcohol. <laughs> like alcohol. I'll keep three um, of your best. Uh, and so there's this instant moment where the two twi- the two tieflings kind of look up at the same time as you kind of just call out, and they look at each other, and then one just kind of is like, I, I, I could do it. And, and the other goes back to, like, serving the drinks and everything. And you notice immediately the difference in the two demeanors. One seems to be absolutely, like, efficient, on the spot, like, just go, 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 knows everything they're doing. The one that said, no, I, I, I can do it, is seems to be gentler, a little bit more quieter, and that's the one that approaches you. Um, and by the way, as you go forward and look at these, they look remarkably similar. One might assume twins. Twin tieflings, even. Um, but... Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My weakness. <laughs> I am. My one weakness. <laughs> Um, so, uh, how can I, can I help? Welcome, I, uh, unfamiliar faces, are you, are you new? Justin, really. Yeah, somewhat. Not, not an expected here at the docks. Can I, can I get you anything? Yes. First round's on me. Oh. Uh. Of course, just ale and... What is your, your, what is your specialty? Oh, um, uh, we... Brew this. Hold on, and he kind of goes off and, and gives like a small like tasting thing of of some of the wine that they seem to have in the back. Like lets you lets you taste it. It's like super super a nice flight? about it. Oh my flight. god! A flight of wine. <laughs> um, no, you know what? This isn't a place. Well, yeah, there's some wine. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, and Yolo, let's go. Yolo, yeah, we'll go for it. Um, well, we do have these wines if you're if you're here for. For, for finer spirits, but uh, we also, you know, majorly just have our usual ale. She, she looks at Langston and she goes, well, what do you prefer? Do you have an affinity for this type of thing? And Langston looks at you almost uh, like shyly or abashed. You drink champagne. Yes. I've never had the pleasure. Do you have any champagne or sparkling, fizzy wine? Oh. Or... Uh, uh, it kind of like looks around. Just, I, just whatever sorry, is your no. best wine. We'll just do that. <laughs> that that's the wine that we have. Okay, it's just yes, the wine. I'll do that. Okay, kind of raises her oh. hand at this and says, "Do you have any?" Like the the sailors, liquor, uh, rum, whiskey. Oh yes, yes, we have plenty of that. Uh, so, uh, rum, wine, and wine. Wine. I'll have what he's having. Oh, there's rum. Like I'll, I'll do rum. All right, fine. Okay. I'll do rum, both. Rum, tum, tum, <laughs> my tummy. Now I feel bad oh, that we've been standing I, here for so long. So one, wa- I I'll double fist it. Just at, like this poor tiefling is like looking like I'm gonna just I'm gonna get some stuff and hopefully it's the right stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of just, just turns slides around. over a gold and it's like please let this be. Uh, so the one tiefling it had already like turned around, not having even asked for payment yet. 
um, to get you like the drinks that you're asking for. And as you go to slide a gold on the table, uh, om like the timing is so perfect as the second tiefling kind of just slides up and grasps, grabs it up and says, perfect. So uh, just so you know, the rules are no tabs and takes it and like turns around and just, you know, doesn't ask for change, doesn't ask for anything like that. Just uh, does, sorry, doesn't offer change, just takes it, turns around and, and business doesn't have the one that pirates run. Especially for outsiders, I imagine. <laughs> and uh, yeah. the first tiefling returns. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first tiefling returns uh, with basically like three rums and then kind of a little unsuredly, there's like still like two wines as well. Uh, and he's I'll just like, uh, great. And, and you'll be paying... In a, in advance, or I mean, uh, it'll be uh, and, and just starts like counting it up in his head. Um, me having no frame of reference uh, for how much these things yeah. cost says an appropriately cost thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just gave your win a gold. Oh, oh yes, of course. I'm so sorry. Yeah, of course. Uh, and like, kind of like you seem glance over, but doesn't even check. It's like, yes, of course. Uh, and. There we go. Is there anything else I can help you with? I don't believe so. We're new here, right? So she she just sort of like takes him in and leans leans across the the uh, counter and says, "I don't know, darling. The night is young," and she takes her drinks and begins to go try to find a place for them to sit. Perfect. Uh, uh, and you you see him okay, kind of like that. <laughs> that is my. Friend, Hex. <laughs> oh, Hex, uh, a, a pleasure to meet. You. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm Parable, uh, and that that is my my twin sister, Paradigm. Uh, kind of gestures over. Um, welcome hmm. to the Bluefin. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. And if you need anything, we're happy to provide. Uh, we do offer some yeah. some staple foods as well, if that's of interest. Uh, nothing nothing fancy, just good fare. I survive of alcohol, but she, then Ida crawls up on her shoulder, does not. You have oh, raw meat. Uh, we have cured meat. That's a that's a beautiful creature. Um, huh? that's she <laughs> glitters. That's beautiful. And you see, like, don't tell her that she, her head will throw this. Big. Oh, she's already like sits up a little bit taller and tries to. You see her kind of like moving her scales, like to catch like whatever light she can from the space. <laughs> see what you've done. See. Oh, Is there anyone interesting just... to talk to here? Uh, people of note that we should know oh. as a newcomer to this fine city. Uh, well, um, to newcomer to the city, that's. Honestly, a tall order. We mostly have the folks that are here at the Lakeport docks, uh, less so the other sections of the city, if you mean all of Fano proper. But here, um, we always have the curious characters. Um, if you want people to talk to, to hear stories, there's 
no one quite better, as I stall for a second, uh, as Rip and Arlo, they're always here. Um, they are, it kind of points up uh, to like one of the tables into the back corner. That's their usual table. Uh, they are, they've always been here and they see everything. So, well, I'm sure to have plenty of stories for you if that's the kind of thing you're looking for. Is there anything in particular that you're looking for? No, I like to just get the vibe of the place. I hmm. and slides over another gold. He goes, "Any interesting rumors? Things that uh, well might uh, be of interest." I mean, kind of like looks at the at the gold and is just like. <laughs> You see him, like, glance a look at his sister and knows, like, he's like, I better take this. And takes the gold, uh, puts it in his pocket. Um, give me a direction. I mean, are you interested in... Uh, well, okay, if you look over there, um, and he points to another table a little bit off where you see, like, three younger, uh just younger folk, like um, young adults, basically, um, kind of sit sitting around in this booth, huddled um, over this something in the center of the table. They've been a curious bunch. Uh, they've sort of been trying to get a lot of uh, trivia or however. They're, they're very proud individuals as so far uh, they've been here discussing and pouring over that thing and it's gotten to the point where uh, they keep asking customers random people have been just not sure what's happening over there so that's that's is that the kind of thing you're looking for I'm, I'm, I'm not sure absolutely fascinating I, I will go and introduce myself okay uh kind of looks down and be like, do I give this gold back? And he just leaves it and puts it back in his pocket. Uh, <laughs> apologies if that's not... Uh, if, if you have any questions, anything specific that I can help you with. Uh, at this point, kind of like catching on to this, uh, Paradigm comes over, puts a hand on her brother's shoulder and is just like, uh, can you go uh, attend to those? And like kind of just like puts him off to a, to a task. And so she, and she just stands there. She's like, so... What you need? Information. Information? What kind? Rumors, interesting stories, things that someone knew and trying to make the best of their opportunities in the field. What need to know? Kind of looks at you discerningly for a second. You here to make trouble? No, but unfortunately, troubles tends to find me. But not in this place. One would hope that uh, in this place. Not in this place. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Have my word. And hers, too. All right. People Provided you, you talk feed to? her that cured meat that you Or your oh, brother was. Did you pay for it? How much? Like, you know that the gold would have covered it as well. Uh, oh, yes. I gave him a gold. And I don't know right, how uh, y'all handle tabs. I, or no bills. tabs. I told you this. That's the literally first thing. That's the only thing we know. 
This is how they handle tabs. We don't get did, anything else. Did Parable say otherwise? I've told him 20 times, no tabs. Just, okay, listen, I'll get you the thing. And she kind of calls over to one, uh, it seems to be that there's like just one uh, serving girl that's there that seems to be running things down below and you notice so where the bar is uh is appended to like the stage behind it so it's sort of like coming out from the stage that's behind you have the full auditorium stage and that's where the the bar is and then to the side of it is these sort of little like curving stairs that go down uh under the stage and you see uh, a serving girl kind of come out from there uh holding some like two trays of foods and she immediately calls out to her and she's just like, uh, a tray of cured meats for the little dragonling. Uh, and the girl's like, uh, okay. Dragon. <laughs> and, uh, she kind of calls it like a, whatever it is. Cause it's a baby dragon. She's not sure what it is. Um, and so the girl's like holding two plates already. snorts at that. <laughs> is like, uh, yeah, okay. And she goes, runs off to drop those plates off and, and come back yeah. and get you to you. Um, yeah. Paradigm is like, all right, you want storytellers? You want people that have been here a long time? Rip and Arlo in the back. Oldest people that frequent here, they'll see most things. You want uh, people that hear all the stories? That's going to be Captain Redfall. Uh, she kind of looks over. Hmm, not at his usual table. He shows up usually at some point. He'll be here. Um over there and she kind of points to the, like the side of the stage where this is little like tent of uh like canvases that lean from the ceiling down but also kind of partition the space in a little bit that's the kin scrap tent uh big fun thing that everybody loves to do here uh there's competitions in there you can find i don't know you could probably bet on some stuff and get some information that way if that's what you're looking for not quite sure and uh I mean, honestly, best bet, you want to hear stuff? Talk to the people around here. I serve drinks. I make sure we get paid. I don't, not here to listen to stories. Seems like, you know what? Never mind. Thank you very much. She kind of gives you this look like, what you going to say? <laughs> okay, kind of. Picks up the trays second. of food. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Well, so you, uh, Langston, do you head off after Hex to like whatever table that Hex is, is found yep. and secured for y'all? Okay. Um, so Hex, you go to find a free table. Yeah. Uh, do you find it secluded or do you find it in the in the main space? Um, she is really, she's like looking for a table where they will have the best view, but is also thinking about a quick exit in case things go horribly wrong. Um, but really she wants to be able to take things in and see when, you know, cool people arrive or when Langston gets here, or, you know, any, any of that. Um, so she Absolutely. doesn't want to be so secluded that when Langston comes back, he can't find us readily. Um, but really what she's doing is using this opportunity to take a lap of the room and, uh, kind of take in some of the things uh, that were told to the rest of the group, uh, but just through her own understanding of how people are behaving. And I feel yeah. like she probably would have discovered this gaming area and become enthused. Perfect. Um, so you're going to, you're going to begin to make a lap around um, and yeah. in a little bit, as you basically go to find that table, Langston's mm -hmm. going to head your way as well. Yeah. First, uh, Kay, you are hanging back at the 
Yeah, uh, she doesn't like make sure that a lot of people are out of ear, ear, earshot or anything, but she kind of leans over and says, Is uh, Maggie Moon around or going to be? Um, Paradigm, Paradigm who'd already like started to turn around and uh, looks back at you. You got beef with Maggie Moon? Don't know her. I just think she might know someone that I do. Oh, all right. And you and she nods up behind her to the stage behind her. Um, and as you look up, so basically the bar's backdrop rests against the old theater stage. The base of the stage is inlaid with gold and hand carved in astounding detail. And it shows you perhaps what this theater once was. Um, the stage itself is smooth and waxy and it's well worn. <laughs> um, and the long velvet curtains that are uh, like pulled back are torn and stained and they hang kind of on the sides of the space. And then the back wall in the very back, you see like years of previous set pieces that have just been displayed in like disarray like this is definitely from like some haunted like wood thing this is definitely for something way brighter it's a mishmash of stuff but below the dazzling bejeweled chandelier that hangs at the center of the stage behind two gnomes performing a bizarrely violent interpretive dance <laughs> there is a small band performing Fronted by a massive woman wearing a signature red dress and a dented golden crown who seems to be just like singing, belting out a chorus right now and her voice fills the room in perfect pitch. You turn to focus on this as, she, as Paradigm kind of points up behind her. And you recognize that, like, the spectators and, like, the tables closest to this space are all humming the melody. Um, you even notice that there are, like, some diehard fans that are singing along to every word. And Paradigm's like, that's your girl. Okay. Does she hang around after performing? Um, Usually. Yeah, typically. I mean, she takes breaks between sets and stuff. All right. Thank you. Of course. She'll just kind of slap the bar and then walk off and find the table. Alrighty. So, Hex, as you are taking a lap around the room, starting to your left, you see a little area uh, kind of around where the stairs uh, curve down below the stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, to the left of those, like, the crates separating things a little bit, you see a little uh, dartboard, like, alleyway uh, mm -hmm. where some people are playing darts. And as you head back down uh, into the auditorium proper, um, you see on the left somebody kind of pull open the, a flap of that uh, tent area, and you see, like, two people bent over a... Uh, like leaning forward over a barrel, hands clasped in a some in a arm wrestling. Yeah. Um, but the thing that you denote the most interestingly is like this 
it's this table, it's like a makeshift table out of these barrels, but below the table, you see two legs like sticking out from one end and you see that there's like somebody laying under that table. Um, mm. But then the curtain, like like the canvas falls back in uh, and that's all you see from within that tent. Um, there is a older gentleman couple uh, sitting kind of in the base. So if you're looking at the map, by the way, around number uh-huh. eight. Uh, okay. Number eight is like these two older uh, gentlemen who are sitting next to each other. One's like feeding a stray cat uh, that's there. Um, and you continue around. Um, let me double check one of those things. Okay, yeah. Um, you you continue down through the main space and there is like a section near the back. So basically six and seven over here. Okay. Um where you see the trio of young uh, young adults kind of pouring over um, a something, the center of the table, with some free tables in the back. Um, and you do notice, like, the number six right now is also, like, empty. Um, and all some of those tables around there are empty as well. Yeah. Uh, I, we can sit back between, like, six and seven. Perfect. Those areas, yeah. As you, as you walk up uh, and past, like, table, what we're calling table number seven, um, you notice basically this interesting thing that they're pouring over. You get a little bit of a closer look um, mm-hmm. without standing over them being like, what, what's this? Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> you see, like, okay, so you see three young people, drinks in hand, focusing on this peculiar oversized tome. It dominates the table between them. And it's the thing that stands out to you. And again, you're walking by, but it seems stitched and restitched innumerable amounts of times. It's like a hodgepodge of books and scrolls and journals. It's this weird thing. Like, it's a book, but it's a lot. Whatever that is, it's a lot. What do they seem to be talking about as I'm walking by? Um, they are, like, pouring over it, it seems. They're all three of them leaning forward, reading through the thing, pointing it out, and being, like, just, just, like, discussing in heated discussions, like, oh, this, but it says this over here, and, like, you're not able to capture a subject matter, but you can tell they're discussing the book. She is going to, um, ooh, I don't know if this makes sense, but uh, I think what she's going to do is pull a seed off of her witch's turn um, and uh, try to sort of like hide it like somewhere by the table so that she can listen in on what they're talking about. Okay. Um, Are you kind of like dropping it and like, oh, oops, like kicking it over closer to like... Yeah, I think she would probably... I don't think she could be like, oops, I dropped this on the table next to the book. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's stupid. Uh, but I do think she just kind of, like, rolls it under the table so that she has, like, a view of their, their feet and everything and, and can hear what okay. they're talking um, about. I'm going to I'm gonna do the thing where I say the, the thing that I have associated in my brain for... Yeah, yeah. Pathfinder, and you tell me what it is in D and D. Your sleight of hand. Yeah. Same. It Same. is sleight of hand. Fuck yes. Of I hand. knew it's that. Actually, <laughs> it's actually thievery in Pathfinder. 
Shh. I'm, don't make me go over there, Waffles. Oh. <laughs> I rolled a natty 19, and I think my sleight of oh. hand is three. So 22. Perfect. Then you do that. Mm-hmm. Nobody blinks. Nice. So she can't just hear it. She has. So she basically sits uh, with her side to the table um, okay. so that she can kind of like look in the other direction because her eyes go black when she's looking through. Like she <laughs> no has to dance out. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> want to just be like staring at the table and then have her eyes frost over. That's crazy <laughs> and strange. What? Yeah. That would be wild. Uh, so you do yeah. that. Langston, you are uh, not far behind because by the time Hex kind of makes this long pass around the space and, and, and heads to the table, um, you make do you make a direct beeline or do you kind of go around the space as well? I'm probably making a beeline because I have food for Ida and I imagine yeah. Ida is like trying to like nom over my shoulder uh, and I'm like Ida's not like waiting basically <laughs> like she hops yeah. over your shoulder down your arm and she's just trying to eat from the plate as you're walking claws, and getting annoyed that it's moving <laughs> <laughs> she kind of just like snaps uh, and every time the plate moves she nips at your like like wrist being like, can you can it stop moving, please? I'm going to bite you. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to bite you. See how you like it. Uh, so you make a beeline straight to the table, and hopefully uh, there's no Hex. one who speaks Draconic here and understands what I'm saying. <laughs> well, nobody knows. Uh, and Hex, are you already with like glazed over? Yeah. So I think it's the funniest if you come and the two of you are like bickering in your way, and then. Uh, you just look, you, you get to the table and Hex is like, kind of like nodding along to the music a little bit. And then you watch as she turns this way and her eyes are this like blackish bloody color, just completely orbed over. And she like reaches forward on the table, uh, sort of like trying to find one of her cups and you watch as she like grasps. Uh, the wine and then pulls it in and drinks it and then she kind of like tilts her she like blinks and her eyes go back to normal and she looks at you and she goes oh you're here we're doing the creepy thing again <laughs> yeah that's just kind of me is that a deal breaker she says and like winks and drinks her uh, wine no, I live with a dragon who is biting at me as I bring her fucking food. <laughs> at this point, like, they're already, Ida's just head in uh, the food, not waiting for anything. I forgot that that was a, uh, that your face has, like, the thing on it. And so I was like, ah, it went away. And then it came back. And I got Appeared, the disappeared. Yeah, for the podcast um, audience. Uh. And Kay, you're not far behind as well. Um, but Hex, you let me know when you have enough time yeah. to make me a perception check with advantage to listen yeah. in on some of those things. She will do that right now. Um, right now. Right. Okay, so that's 12 plus... Okay, so 14 altogether. 14 altogether. Okay, so you kind of start listening in at the, like, an awkward point in the conversation. So it takes you a second to um, understand, like, what they're actually talking about. So I want mm -hmm. to check first ahead of time, how long are you planning to listen in? 
Uh, she's gonna basically, I guess before she does this, she'll kind of say, looks like those folks over there are doing something a bit interesting. Mind covering for me as I listen in? Oh, then my attention is going to go towards them too. Yeah, (laughs) I can't help myself. Yeah, she reaches out and she grabs your hand. She goes, don't be so obvious. Be cool. Okay, it's probably slightly more obvious. Yeah. Okay, you walk up as Hex is like holding Langston's hand (laughs) and Ida is just chomping away at like in the messiest way. And Ida, by the way, a bright, brilliant blue little baby dragon Mm -hmm. is sitting in the center of this table. Cool, just saying, like chomping away. Uh, You made for an interesting bunch. Inconspicuous. Uh, yeah. So she, uh, her eyes, uh, frost over again and she is going to listen in. Perfect. Okay. Well, as, uh, as Kay walks up on this and them holding hands, uh, Kay's going to go, like, she, she, like, stops for a second, looks, gives a small little nod and then goes and, like, plops down beside Ida, grabs a piece of meat and says, guess it's you and me. Uh, you try to grab a piece of meat from Ida's plate. Heck yeah. You can't just casually say that. All right. Oh. Uh, roll initiative. No. Okay. <laughs> Slide a hand. <laughs> Kay, Kay mimics the uh, the style of eating as well. Uh, I do want you to roll sleight of hand, honestly. Okay. Do, do I see them attempting to like start to stop me? Like, uh, like so Kay, Kay's, Kay's not like like trying to snatch it but they're reaching like it's a normal dinner table not thinking Ida's gonna stop them okay okay so then as you go to like reach just casually um you see Ida like like pick their head up like lightning fast in in response and just kind of like their mouth opens and like this sort of like (laughs) their tail starts like swishing like okay like shrugs for a second. Their wings go. Yeah, Kayla shrugs for a second and it's like, I'll get some more if we need more. Gotta compliment her first. You look like you're enjoying the food. She kind of like <laughs> shuffles over so that their wings and like body like are between <laughs> you and the plate. And you, they kind of like shift it closer like to a different part of the table. It's just... Alright. Uh, okay, then... <laughs> Okay, okay. I, I got you, Ida. All right, Kay then goes up to the bar and orders a larger tray of meat. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, as this is happening... Um, that will turn out uh, absolutely <laughs> perfectly, will it? <laughs> um, so your eyes uh, glaze over once more, Hex, mm-hmm. as you listen in. Uh, we'll keep that same role. And you hear them kind of like... One and so as you uh, looked closer, by the way, you did see um, there basically seemed to be two humans and an elf uh, mm-hmm. there, um, and oops, they are talking and they're just like, "Well, 
if there's the two enormous chains that are tethering the docks to the rest of the city, there has to be a drop-off and it's not there. And then the next one's just like, no, but there's not a drop-off. There's the, there's the ledge that reaches to the the, the, the mainland and it's not it's not a free-floating city. And, and they're just like discussing this thing and they're like, well, then where, what are the gemstones coming in from? Hmm? Where do those, what are those things here for? If they're not part of this, then what is, the, what, what is it? And they're, like, they're just like argumentatively like, academically discussing like for some very niche set of listeners right now I will explain this as you know when like a bunch of physicists get together to discuss some kind of like theory uh and it's just yeah it's this very heated academic discussion about the city sounds like yeah uh she will kind of like listen in um but is basically uh when it when it tapers off since she can't interject or anything um you know she'll she'll come back to herself and sort of uh look over at uh <laughs> Kay and, and see the interaction between the the food and everything and she goes you're braver than i thought um, well, so Kay has gotten up to go oh, get more food. Just kidding. Kay. Uh, <laughs> and as Kay, you go back to the bar and kind of pass, like you go straight through the middle of the tavern and pass by table number eight um, on the on our little mini map, if you will. Um, you, you do kind of have, yeah, I'm trying to flip pages like under my microphone without hitting the microphone. That's what this is happening right now. Um, you see like one, there's the, it's the table with the two like older men. Um, and there's the one that was feeding like a little stray cat, like under the table scraps from their, from their, uh, table. And as you pass by having come from the, the table where y'all were sitting, uh, he goes, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, uh, do you have a second? I'm just, I'm just very curious. They stop, but don't make a move towards the table. Uh-huh. About? Oh, I'm just that 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 brilliant colored uh uh, uh forgive me thing on the table there. What what is that? Is that yours? Is that a, is that a pet? No. Kind of like seeing you, like not looking to converse. Uh, goes, oh, uh, sorry to interrupt. No, no, uh, uh, don't, don't, don't mind me. Uh, just c- continue. Sorry. Okay, takes like one more step, stops for a second, and says, it's "That one's the really dressed-up gentleman." Oh. Oh, with the with the matching blue hair. Yes. Oh, that's adorable, D- darling. It kind of turns to his friend. It's like, what if I dyed my hair to match the cats? <laughs> and, <laughs> and the other guys like, I, no. <laughs> and like they kind of like turn to like this little conversation amongst themselves. Uh, do you stay with them or do you go back to the party? Keeps going and goes back to the party. Okay. Uh, so you order another another larger plate of meat and return to the park. Yep. Well, I suppose the question on my mind, at least, is 
where do we start? We need a captain to take us across the sea. Is there anything else we wanted to do while we're here? <laughs> Not I me for getting there was fire. a captain of some sort. Was with you, by the way. My total bad. I forgot there's an NPC here. <laughs> maybe, maybe she went with uh, luck. No, no, no. I meant to do that. Um, Mayfire has been with y'all this whole time, and um, when you headed to the bar, basically when you entered this place, she was like, I'm going to go secure lodgings for the night, and I'll be back if you can keep your eyes for a captain. Um, And kind of just heads off. Um, So this is, you've been alone this whole time for a little bit. Okay, cool. So uh, when Langston says that they mentioned a captain after she'd like walked away captain from the bar, Redfall, I think. Redfall, yes. As and are they Kay here? Walks back up. Do you know how to identify Captain Redfall by sight? No, obviously not. I just you asked, and if did they point him out to you or what? Oh, the barkeep did say. They're not there yet. But they're yeah, they said here. they're not there yet. Yeah. And she did but point, I just wasn't there for that. She pointed to the table that he usually sits at, so it's not at his normal table, and probably come back oh. later. Hmm. And she pointed around the area where y'all are sitting right now. Okay. Like this oh, kind perfect. of corner. Great. Well. So what do what you exactly... Well, I mean, while we have our time away from our new friend and we're waiting for Langston as well, what exactly are we hoping to get out of this? Locke, not Langston. Locke, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting at the table. I was like, yeah, while I'm we're sorry. waiting I for meant you. Locke. While we're, we're waiting, waiting for Langston to be, to be back. Here. I was here the whole time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, no. Uh, Locke is no, <laughs> Uh, um, as y'all are sitting back here, by the way, another thing that catches y'all's eye, like as you're sitting kind of by the wall, is you do notice a bunch of posters plastered around the tavern as well. Um, and like you look at one that's not far from you and you do see basically uh, posters promoting the band uh, Maggie and the Strays. Mm. When you looked, Kay, at the stage... You didn't recognize anybody of the band or anything like that. But you do recognize the strays from this signage as what the group that you had previously encountered were called. When you talked to Dalmas, he said they were the strays. Interesting. Hmm. Gotcha. The, so, the, 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 the people we chased? Yes, the people yeah. we chased. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, yeah, at this point, she's sort of like wondering what they should like, how best they should use their time while they wait uh, for folks to arrive. But she catches sight of one of those um, posters and she says, do you think wasn't wasn't that Maggie Moon a performer of some kind? Yeah, she's right up there. Kind of points back to the big stage. Do you think there's any reason we should make an ally of her. Maybe it's too soon for that sort of thing. Yeah, not 
particularly, but I do have plans to speak with her, so we can decide if there is oh. a reason. What kind of conversation are you hoping to have? I was told by the those that we caught that day that she would have information of people around Fana, and I am looking for someone, so. I just, I just, I have to clarify this because it's cracking me up. That was earlier this morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. yesterday or something. You're, okay, okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why it's so funny. It's like, I wrote, I wrote a chat. Oh, yes, let's yeah. make allies with the person whose crew I beat up this morning. I mean, that's how it works, right? <laughs> if you beat up the crew, you're I mean, clearly stronger, so. Yeah, that means that you are the new crew boss. Yeah. Te- technically, their conversation about what to do with the, uh, person that they caught revolved around not making an enemy of her because she might be a useful ally. So it's not like it's out of total nowhere. No, no, uh, for sure. I want yeah. you all to absolutely please pursue this in every way. <laughs> and Todd. Yes, uh, Chad down. agrees. Chad agrees it's yep. a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's down. a great idea. It's gonna happen. So. Not the allyship, but the conversation at least. <laughs> oh, okay. So it uh, wh- who are you looking for, if you don't mind me asking? She hesitates a moment, uh, probably longer than she's hesitated thus far, but you get kind of this like almost cold shoulder feel for a second. She says, I do mind for now, but if we stay together a little longer, then I'll share. Keep your secrets. Family. How about that? I'm here looking uh, for family. Family is complicated. Too. I understand. Yes, I did ask you about your family earlier, Langston, and we got a little distracted. And they, are they the kind of people who taught you to enjoy fine wine? She says as she like drinks some more of hers. Or champagne. Yes, they also taught me manners. I thought I was being perfectly well-mannered asking you about your life. Aren't, isn't isn't uh, conversation supposed to be like tennis? You ask the other person questions and they pass the ball back. This tennis? It's sort of a yuppie game that I've never been into, <laughs> but I hear people like, you know, you might know more about Is that like diamond trading? <laughs> it's pronounced sure. tennis in my parts. Denise. Uh, oh, this is great. Please. I, my I family is alive. <laughs> They're wonderful. Um, but they did not necessarily agree with all of my decisions. Well, alive is good. That's a good start. What about your family? I am out here looking for them. If you have that, if you want to know. I figured it was polite to ask. (laughs) Well, they came out this way, I'm told, but family is... Excuse me. Sorry? I I said, why would they come to this? (laughs) No, each their own. She, she, She laughs and she says, 
I've given up on trying to understand why my family did the things that they did. <laughs> they started off by selling me to an old woman in the woods, so not a great start. Uh, Hex, Sounds make your like check for me. A fun Sorry? Bunch of people. <laughs> uh, make your perception check for me. And Kay, would you like to make like as you hear this for the first time, are you trying to kind of guard your reactions or your expressions? No, Kay was actually going to respond with how much. <laughs> and it's like, it's very like, just like <laughs> openly blunt as if like, Kay, thus far, the more Kay opens up, it's, it's showing that she has grown up in a place where everyone just kind of speaks their mind and you're, you're open with everyone. Yeah, and she she uh, kind of pauses and takes that in, and she says, "Not everything is paid for in coin." Understood. <laughs> Langston nods like he understands. He does not. <laughs> <laughs> um, as as you guys are having this conversation and just kind of like. St- drinking, taking taking it in and, and, and honestly kind of just like resting in a bit of normalcy for the first time in a little bit since you arrived in Fano. Yeah, um, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. But just My brain, a bit of normalcy, you know, talking about being sold off to a woman in the yeah, woods yeah. And, <laughs> and your parents being alive. And... What's the big deal? <laughs> a bit of normalcy. Um... <laughs> So you hear uh, kind of coming up, like you, you notice uh, Langston, uh, somebody kind of coming to approach you, uh, or at least approach the table. Um, and the, from where you're sitting, it seems to be like they're, they're headed in your direction. Um, and it's this, it's this older uh, gentleman who's just like, oh, uh, pardon, pardon me. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Uh, I'm, I'm so curious. This is this is your your magnificent creature, right? Immediately, Ida looks at him and says, "Like mine." <laughs> uh, so Ida, I for the first never, time, looks up from the food. <laughs> yeah, I would never claim to own a creature as magnificent as. And he repeats not. this immediately after in Draconic to make sure that she understands <laughs> what he just said. Oh, I, I, I know. Uh, I have some. Uh, well, I suppose Arlo would never let me actually say they're ours, but they're ours. I know how it goes. I have, I have these cats, and I know how they go. You know that they, they really run oh, the place. Oh, compared don't you? to a cat. <laughs> I just I had to I had to come see it a little bit closer. Do you mind do you mind if I can it are they is it friendly? Can I say hello? No. Oh of, okay. Um well I uh, I okay. You could try. Ask no, her no, politely I've, and she will probably only bite two of your fingers off. I it kinda looks at his head like, well no, I um I'm you know, I do have a way with. 
if you don't mind. And he kind of puts a hand in his pocket and, and, and takes it out and lets it kind of like, lets his hand get like sniffed. Almost like you would introduce to a dog, like if anybody has polite dog manners, reaches very, very cautiously to go and let like Ida sniff. Or like not, you know, he's not, he's not putting fingers first. He's kind of being really careful, but he's kind of doing this like back of the hand smell. Um, Ida instinctually goes to like snap uh, as it approaches the food. But before she does, you see her kind of put her head up and go. And kind of shuffles away from the plate towards the hand. But it's cautious and it's kind of like looking at them. But you notice this is interesting behavior because it's not what it usually is like. And, I, and you just hear Langston and Draconic go, what? <laughs> kind of like ducks forward, kind of like looking at the hand, kind of curiously. And our, uh, this this older gentleman's just like, <laughs> see, the trick is to always have a little bit of food. Um, and he opens his palm to show that there is like this kind of uh, minced, like, something like meat or otherwise like treats basically that's in recognizing uh Kay, this is the same gentleman that you spoke to before it's probably what he was feeding the cat under the table sure. with um and he holds his hand out like palm out and carefully starts like sprinkles some on the table first and then like lets some in his hand uh and ida like goes for the one on the on the table first and kind of approaches gently um and but you don't ida does not actually go to the hand despite it all like you know what i mean she eats what's on the table but doesn't proud of a creature for all of that (laughs) yeah no she's not doing that but she will look and then you see her kind of expectantly like kind of like stand up flap her wings is like come on give me the rest of it and like this this old man is just fascinated like he introduced himself to a table of strangers does not seem to care and is just here for this like interesting creature um he's like oh i guess he's just doesn't want to eat from the hand. I understand the caution, and then he just like, drops the rest of it uh, on the t- on the table, like by her. And it's just like, well, I just I'm I'm so sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to say hello. It's just a beautiful creature. I've never seen one like this before. Do what is she? Kind of turns to you, Langston. She is a. I try. Do you whisper this to them? Yes. And they're just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what was that? I didn't, my ears are not what they used to be. What was that? It's loud in here. I grab his head, <laughs> I bring him close to me, oh, and oh. I say, Oh, a And I'm very prepared, if he repeats it out loud, <laughs> yes. to just cover his mouth. It is like in the same sort of like, uh, kind of seeing this from across the table, you hear like a, a shuffle of a chair as another old man is like getting up from the table from before and kind of like come over to intervene with like whatever is happening right now. Um, and, and as you kind of like untangle, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, really? And like the next, the other man comes up and he's just like, what's, what's, Rip, are you all right? What's going on here? Uh, and uh, our, the Rip person who's, uh, he's talking to is like, oh, Arlo, no, dear, it's, everything's fine, everything's fine. I was just, uh, I was being told. Um, it's kind of looks at you. Um, no, nothing, no, don't worry about it, dear. Um, I, don't worry. And he kind of just like turns to you. He's like, they're shuffling back to the table, but he looks at me and he's like, really? <sighs> well, you always see the curious things. Arlo, you won't believe what I just learned. And they're like going back to the table uh, together, kind of like 
arm in arm. Like you can tell that they're they're a couple. Uh, and they head back to their table, uh, talking like maybe a little too loudly for your comfort, but like they're tr they're trying to like you know talk amongst themselves. They're not trying to showcase it to the world, but you know. It's the they're latest open. gossip. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> And they, Fun. Interest. Something interesting, you know. Uh, oh. Ida. What's all that about? She, like, looks up from the scraps that she's been eating, and she just looks at you like, what is food? <laughs> After, at this point, she's, like, basically done with most of the food, and with a nice full belly of, of different types of meats. Um, it's kind of going back up to you. Um, and I have a question. What did you do with the bracelet that uh, a certain Fawn Lee gave you? Are you wearing I'm it? I'm absolutely it wearing that. Okay. Um, so she goes back to basically like, like, chilling with you instead of on your shoulder she's like on the table between your arm and she's just lazily like playing and trying to get the bracelet off of your off of your wrist but kind of like a cat does but like just kind of like swatting at it this is not part of your hoard this one is mine you see you're just like clacking at it like at the clasp of it <laughs> have you ever I think had it's harmless <laughs> And he looks up at her. Before. <laughs> Perhaps a dog or a cat. Perhaps a toddler or a small child. <laughs> and is this specifically to Hex or K or to both? Really? Yeah, this is to them. I am like okay. kind of like pushing her over to the side, just letting her sort of bat at the bracelet, taking whatever scratches. Yeah. <laughs> Not my own, but younger family, siblings, yes. They're annoying. It's always been me, just me, and Granny Grimtooth, but she is worse than any cat. <laughs> and he says, imagine, if you will, for just a moment, a child with a shitty diaper but the diaper is always shitty. And then he just looks over at Ida and he's like. <laughs> oh, come oh, now, it cannot be all that bad. <laughs> looks at the blood trickling down yeah. his arms like. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So, so uh, as that, as as you uh, like, show your arm, you look down. Like she sort of like puts her arm out, and you see uh, various like runic tattoos that have all seemed to like bleed from those runic tattoos at at times, and are like scarred over a million, like a bunch of times over. And she says. You know, I could teach you how to use that to your advantage one day, if you like. This must be the creepy thing again. But, but <laughs> thank you, I think. 
throughout all of this, uh, Hex, mm -hmm. can you make me a, a con save? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, that's not good what I rolled there. Uh, let's see. That's a 10. Okay. So, throughout... Put it this way. You've been in Fano for the major part of a day at this point. Mm -hmm. But it's been busy. There's been a chase through the streets. There's been yeah. some, like, okay, going through shopping afterwards and heading to the bookstore and a huge fight. And, like, listen, it's been yeah. a lot. It's understandable. Um, but over over the time, and it's maybe just because now that you've been sitting here for a little bit and just mm -hmm. drinking, you recognize that, like, man, your your nose and, like, your sinuses have been kind of, like, stuffy recently. Mm -hmm. uh, and they've definitely been, like, it's just an odd thing. So, like, I'd say around this point where you've actually just sat down with your drinks and are starting to relax, yeah. that you're noticing that, like, you're not 100%. Like, like, yeah. ma like maybe an oncoming cold or something like that. You're yeah. just not not 100%. Do any of you feel stuffy? None of the rest of you do. Not like this place is stuffy because it certainly is not. No, just... I don't know whether it's when we walked in here or something, but I just feel... I feel like there's a cat suddenly in my face. Sorry. <laughs> What? Like something is stalking me. Um, no, I feel... It's not today. <laughs> and she sort of like breathes in and sniffles a little bit and then sneezes uh, immediately. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> but anyways. That's probably fine. Are you okay? I just feel... <laughs> I mean, I hate to start off an adventure sick, but I don't feel right. Like a cold or something? And at this point, um, Mayfire kind of, uh, you see her kind of come down the steps uh, from inside the, the space. So not from the entrance that y'all entered through, but seems to be this like adjacent building right next door that has like a connecting door to the tavern. So basically um, the connecting steps between where it says like the inn and the main floor is where she kind of comes back in from. And uh, she looks around for a quick second and finds y'all and, and uh, kind of just makes a beeline for your table, uh, recognizes there's not enough chairs, and kind of looks over, just grabs one of the ones from the other table and, and uh, joins you all. Uh, so have you found a captain? Have you asked around? We're waiting for him, apparently. He shows up here, usually. Yeah, there's a Captain Redwall that shows up here, and whether he's our captain or not he would be the the lead giver Redwall have you have you asked around about him to know if he could make the journey it's it's not going to be an easy one nope I'll ask him I see okay and and is he a trustworthy captain easy here honestly it kind of like leans forward and like whispers do you understand how how dangerous this journey is we need to secure somebody safe 
somebody that can make this journey, not just anybody. I understand not just anybody. And he leans close to her and he goes, the only people who would make a decision that is this dangerous based on what you've been telling me is someone incredibly unwise. Or someone in great need. I mean, I I suppose... I'll, at the very least, start asking around and see what I can learn about him. And just kind of, like, gets back up with, like, a little bit of a sigh and seems yes. to just... She seems, like, antsy. Like, she doesn't yeah. want to just sit around. Um, and so she'll she, start, like, kind of circulating the tavern. You see she, her kind before of... She, before she heads off, she goes, mm-hmm. Is that... Do people get sick when they're here for the first time? Is that, like... She kind of looks at you curiously. You're not feeling well. No. I'm stuffy and scratchy and... I guess I hadn't really noticed it till we sat down. Sounds a bit like an allergic reaction. Did you eat something? You. And she looks at Langston. Uh, And then she looks (laughs) at the wine. She says, is this... What's wrong with this? <laughs> Is this a wine I don't thing? Know. I've been drinking it. And and yeah, yeah. like Langston's been drinking the same wine that yeah. you have. You allergic to animals? Mm-hmm. Are you allergic to being alive? <laughs> Maybe you're allergic yeah. to fun. Ooh, she, yes, I've heard she, of this. This is a curse. She sort of like looks between the two of them and then looks at Ida and she says, am I allergic to dragons? <laughs> Ida looks offended immediately. <laughs> I don't think so because it would have happened sooner, right? But that gentleman has yeah. a cat all over him. Do I like have a sense, like do I have a sense of the only new things that have been introduced to this scenario are the wine and the rum. Right. So, so you're. Do you want to make like a, a just a general intelligence check? For yeah. Me? Oh, it's not good. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh. Oh, I'm actually quite intelligent. Um. So that seven turns into an eleven. There we go. And the check, uh, when it's like flat intelligence, it's it's a little bit uh, different DCs. So like, it's, yes, in the immediate moment, the new things have been the wine you've ingested and I guess that person that came over, but it wasn't like enough. You don't think it's the person because they were barely like near you. Um, Yeah. And you're able to kind of figure like, there hasn't been that much different since you've gone here in particular, and you did feel a little bit stuffy before. It's just not something you paid attention to. Yeah. So you're more thinking that it's since you arrived in Phantom. Yeah, there's something here that I'm uh, physically objecting to. Maybe the algae? Yeah. She takes, yeah, she she takes out, because she, like, collected I think some of it from the, the cat kill. Yes, you, you have a little bit of Merkwa, yeah. Yeah, um, and she... 
Sorry. Yeah, she. No, she... Okay. <laughs> Getting we character. can come back to this. Sorry. We're, we're no, in character. You're fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is some I excellent definitely... work. Definitely. <laughs> I gave Hex allergies to excuse uh, Anne Richmond's uh, COVID. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, she, she like takes out the, um, the little vial that she had put the Merkwa algae in and like looks mm. at it. Uh, and she is just gonna like pocket it and she says, I, or she, she's gonna say, can somebody else hold on to this for a little bit? And we'll just see. Uh, Mayfire, who had paused to like, talk to you when you asked her about this um, sees you pull out the, the little vial and she looks kind of curious and she's just like is that a, is that a concern are you I can, I'll hold on to it for you if you need she yeah she like squint. and you see like Bayfire looks confused yeah uh, she, she says I picked it up off of uh, the creature that we dealt with at the docks earlier I'm yes, curious quite abundant here uh well sure if you want to hold on to it let's just see if that improves things and she hands it off to her okay um and you see Bayfire like she doesn't look at it particularly long or anything she's yeah. just like looking more like a little confused at you as to like cause she was there at the docks when like the, you're she's who you saved at the time um and and I'm assuming she probably saw you take some of this sample um and she just kind of looks a little, a little confused, but she just like puts it in her in her dress pocket and and goes off to. She seems headed to the bar first. She's she's gonna be kind of meandering around the space, uh, trying to talk to people. Um, and at this point, you do like hear a break in the sets um, as Maggie finishes uh, a set of songs and to like the cheers of some of the diehard fans that sit closer to the stage um and this whole time by the way as as like the 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 music changes and uh uh, the band kind of switches out to like somebody just holding the fort down basically for atmosphere and not the main band um you there is a distinct like kind of shift in it and you maybe didn't realize how much like how much maggie's perfect voice and perfect pitch and beautiful music was really kind of like adding to your mood and relaxation here. Um, but now she is, seems to be taking a break. Well, this looks like my chance to speak to her. Maybe Knox can. Thank you. Uh, and Kay will get up and head to where Maggie has decided to sit. Um, and you see her kind of basically like staying on stage. And if you look at like number three, there's like one little table in the corner. And it seems to be that she's like swept herself over there and is like draping herself on a chair uh, as like some of the other people run to the bar and get her some drinks and things like that and there are still her her little band and her little group around her um, fending some of the more diehard fans away uh, so you go to approach um, and 
one of the one of the people you saw that was like uh, like playing the drums or something in the back kind of steps in front of you and is like, hey, what's your purpose? She breathes in slowly, deeply, thinking for half a second and says, I was pointed here by some of her people. Kind of looks like, like you see his brow furrow. Like you and, and Kay would remember like Dallas's name if that's who you're looking for or something like that. Okay, yeah, if, if his brow furrows, he, uh, she'll say Dallas. Dallas. Dallas, um, sorry. Like, the, there's that fur brow still of the confusion, but he's like, Dallas, all right, all right. Uh, kind of like looks back over. He's like, hey, Maggie, uh, Dallas sent this one like look like like just real confused and maggie like looks around and like looks at you with interest as she kind of like sits up a little bit and and waves and waves you in lets you pass well hello and you see as you approach by the way maggie like even sitting down you can tell this woman standing is eight feet tall she is beautiful and massive <laughs> and in a stunning red dress. Hi. Okay, I'll sit down. So, Dallas sent you? Do I have you to thank for my dear strays getting so beat up? Not particularly. Uh... They have themselves to thank, honestly, for interfering in a conversation on the docks. But you have him to thank for me being here and for finding out about you, I guess. She gives a something between a sarcastic and a, like, fully meaningful smile. Um, and you see, and by the way, as I mentioned before, like, Maggie Moon is also wearing this little, uh, crown uh if you will kind of to to match the the outfit and you can tell she cares very much about her appearance um but you see a sort of almost vicious smile returned to you as she's just like well then i guess i should be very thankful how can i help you well Downus told me that if anybody knew the people around here, people that came through, it would be you. Well, Downus is a, a good one to know where a good source of information is, but I don't see a reason why I should help you. Name a reason, and I may be able to give it to you. Hmm. Well, you see, I understand that my my lovely little strays were rude to you, interrupting a conversation, you say? Um, you know, I do so apologize for that interruption. However, 
Perhaps you could um, return what they were trying to obtain to me? That would make things fair. And what's that? She kind of gives you like a, a little flash of a of knowing smile. And she's like, you know. And she's referring to what they stole off of Fawn. Yeah, for sure. You mean the book that the book keeper, the bookshop person was carrying? Kind of just waves her hand, like non-committal, but like at the same time, like you know, like she's not saying no. Yeah. Uh, Kay masks that. Uh, it does the same exact. Well, we gave it back to the person that owns the book. Hmm, that's unfortunate. Um, and I have a quick question. Hex and Langston, are y'all watching this? Are you staying at the table but kind of keeping an eye? Yeah, Hex Do is... I? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh. no, you. I just realized that I unmuted myself in the wrong place. Uh, yeah, Hex is definitely watching um, from where she is uh, because they know that Maggie Moon is potentially very dangerous. So yeah, she's just keeping an eye. Um, Honestly, I think Langston would be uh, carousing. Honestly, he's getting in on the bar. He's got a fed okay. dragon who is finally calmed the fuck down. <laughs> uh, and I think this is a great time to, you know, meet the patrons. He's he's a sociable character. He's an extrovert. He's trying to get out here and see who's who. All right. So you said at the bar or anywhere else in particular? I am wandering. Beautiful. Anywhere um, that they don't say I can't go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe the places they say I can't go, Langston is good. Yep. So... You know, uh, Hex, keeping a watchful eye, can you make me a perception check? Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, so you're watching carefully, uh, Kay at this table with Maggie Moon in the far back of the, the stage, and you're basically looking all the way across the entirety of this space right now. So it's not hard for you to, at the, out of the corner of your eye, notice Mayfire also noticing that ha- that Kay is headed to, like, had gone to Maggie Moon, and you see her kind of position herself uh, from wherever she was towards the bar again, and she seems to also be keeping an eye on whatever's happening over there. Um, and so Maggie kind of looks at you that's unfortunate. But I understand things happen, and that's just... is what it is, isn't it? Well, you know... I have a good gig here, and... aside from that little hiccup, I'm I'm quite content. Um, I think you're the one that's asking for something, so perhaps you can tell me what you can offer to me? we can strike up a deal, but if you don't have anything to offer, I could do with a little vocal rest. 
Meaning? Meaning you could leave. See, Waffles thought she was saying that I would go sing for her. And I was like, that's probably not happening either. So. <laughs> no, she means like she doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kay sits there for a second and says, Does coin interest you? A coin? No. Multiple coins, perhaps? Kay will put down tin gold on her side of the table mm -hmm. and then bring her arm up in an arm wrestling position. She raises an eyebrow. You're proposing a round of kinscrow. Yes. I win. I get information. You win. You get the coin. She kind of looks you up and down. Because you are also a buff lady. Nope. <laughs> um, which might I just denote this corner, this table <laughs> right now. Hot. Um, Fan art, because, me, please. Let's go. Oh, I want, I, oh my <laughs> God, y'all. Listen, Maggie Moon. Okay? Maggie Moon right now. This is why uh, uh, Langston walked away. He's like, there's there's too much muscle bay over here. <laughs> I, I can't no, stay this, undistracted. The description of Maggie Moon is a towering eight foot tall and built like a stone quarry. And then look at Kay's art. I need this fan art. Somebody please help me. <laughs> I need this. Let's <laughs> um, go. The one, so like you're not alone at this table, right? There's a couple of, of what seem to be the strays or the band uh, kind of hanging out, um, some leaning up at the wall behind uh, Maggie and such. And um, at the mention of like a kin scrap match, uh, there is a little bit of like excitement, like ripple through and you and you denote this um and before maggie can even really like speak up there seems to be like at the at the mention of like kin scrap she asked you like oh are you proposing a, a match of kin scrap and uh some of the strays are like uh whispered amongst themselves and unfortunately there was one that was just like loud enough that one of the fans that was trying to like that's there's like a the two basically bouncers right keeping people away from the table um overheard kin scrap and so at this point you kind of notice it like a ripple through the room where everyone's murmuring that there is a kin scrap like proposal on the table with none other than maggie moon and hex it's like it's funny to see it go through the room so literally it starts to spread and Langston, from where you're standing, rounding around the room, it hits you, and you, his, you hear like whispers of like Maggie Moon challenged a kin scrap match, uh, things like that. And then it hits you, Hex, oh. as you get to your corner of the room. Maggie Moon kin scrap, like it's like this whisper network. Is there gambling happening? Is this like you know off the book sort of things going on? Because this is it's this is my one vice. Santa, <laughs> um, there. There's this, there's not yet, there's this like, there's this suspense. But oh, great. unfortunately, then I will start. as. Oh, amazing. Um, do you hype up who the contender is? Everybody knows who Maggie Moon oh, is. Oh, absolutely. Okay, amazing. I want 
a what is it going to be like diplomacy? What is what is this? Persuasion. Some, uh, pers- yes, that that's the one. <laughs> persuasion. Um, make me a perception, a persuasion check with advantage because it is not hard here. Um, and unfortunately, with Maggie, and you see this kind of rel- like it's it's a flash across her face. But as she recognizes the second that it went beyond this table, that there was no backing down. And <laughs> my Pathfinder is showing. Uh, and you see this like slight like annoyance on her face before it comes right back up. And she's just like, well, I guess a match of kinscrap it is. <sighs> Shall we? And she glances down at the 10 gold like you're you're take that and bring it to the kinscrap tent. It seems to be like she's going to a very specific area. Um, what did you roll, Langston? That is a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Amazing. So with a dirty 20, there is you, as you're even like, as you get up from the table, the two of you, to head towards right around the corner, number 10, the Kinscrap tent, there is, the, the murmur has become a raucous, like, like, roar. Um, as Langston, it doesn't, you don't, Literally, the first person you turn to is already looking at you like, yes, like, what's up? And all you have to say is, like, a line about Kay and tell me what you, what do you say about the, about the contender? Like, who is facing right now? Have you ever seen A Knight's Tale by chance? Yes! (laughs) Yes! One of my favorite movies. Let's go. (laughs) I am legit doing the Knight's Tale things. I'm like... Ladies, ladies, and gentlemen of all ages, there is a contender unlike that you have ever seen. There is the one, the only, K, the gauntleted warrior, the beast of all beasts, that one who cannot be faded. The pink-haired assassin, the muscle that cannot be blasted. K is here to destroy your hero. I feel bad for all you unfortunate souls who ever wish to bet against her. And, and this- there, almost, there must always be bets against her. Place uh, your- it doesn't, it Literally, <laughs> as soon as you say like, I feel bad, like then the diehard fans of Maggie Moon like come up in arms. And now there's just this basically like back and forth <laughs> happening. And the bets start. Hex, you can get in on this. It's yeah. it's happening. Uh, yeah, it's getting the attention of everybody. Yeah, she'll she'll just start taking down folks folks bets and uh, basically uh, trying to goad the Maggie Moon fans into. She'll like play the opposite because the yeah. more people bet against us, uh, the more we win. And mm-hmm, she goes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen her in a fight. She's not that interesting. Who's <laughs> going to beat Maggie Moon? Who's going to beat the the Amazing. titan of eight foot tall in a stage nary as wide as she's tall? I don't know. She's, 
right. I Kobe love it. No, I adore it. Yeah. So you you uh, get up from your table as well. Uh, yeah. Go head up, basically, like pair up with Langston, and you yeah. guys are basically hedging your bets. You're the Maggie Moon. Yeah. Langston is is for Kay, uh, and you start collecting the money and 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 basically doing this uh, near the middle of the space. Um, yeah. As this is happening, and Kay and Maggie Moon head over to the tents. Um, I flip my page back because I lost it. Hold on, sorry. Uh, <laughs> there Wait, how, is much, how much money are we putting down on this, Langston? It's a great question, Langston. Okay, hold on, hold on. See, so I got to make sure that Serv here has good eyes because I'm just trying to see what kind of money I'm going to make off this 20 gold I'm thinking about dropping. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so I'm gonna be honest, Waffles, you're my numbers person. You tell me what's happening here. Uh, I think it usually depends on, like, if people know of other people and and such on yeah, the... Uh, yeah, like Maggie Moon is... No one no. knows you. That's the best ex- part. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. And so I think... I hyped you up just enough to get some more bets on you. Heck yeah. But not enough to actually think that you were going to... Yeah. Yeah, my, my thought <laughs> is that with the 20 persuasion check that Langston could probably get away with like one to three odds. Basically you would triple your money if we won kind of thing. I think, I think, I think that's fair. It could probably go higher, but I like, I think that's easy enough to say fair. I like that. Perfect. Um, okay. Those are the odds. So what you decide, just write it down to me what you're putting in here. Uh, send it in chat. Place yeah. your bets. I'm gonna put um, twenty gold in there on. Chat, what kind of bets you put now? You putting it yeah, on? Chat. Are Somebody... you putting it on K? Are you putting it on uh, Big Step on Me, Mommy? Uh, <laughs> we can't. We step can't. On me, like, Maggie, mommy, Maggie Moon. Uh, we can't hedge our can, bets, can we? We can't like bet on both, right? Oh. Uh, I mean, that is dishonorable. <laughs> it's dishonorable. It's dishonorable. I will say for our story's sake. I mean, maybe would Hex and Langston do that? Probably. But you know, for our story's sake, no. Uh, yeah. Y'all, everything on K <laughs> with great. Amazing. Thousand bits on K. Oh, ooh, y'all, you've been you've bits. I'm into this. And if somebody <laughs> wants to start a poll, let's go. Uh, let's do this. Okay. Um, we, we do not promote right. gambling on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. 20 gold Just, on K for me. Okay. Hey, Write that down in our yeah. chat. In the northeast corner of the bluefin, several brightly colored sections of canvas cordon off a small area separate from the rest of the tavern. Lanterns hung along the inside of this room cast flickering light along walls draped with banners, colors, and flags representing the towns surrounding Crystal Lake. Now there's a large crowd that gathers here in the kin scrap room to enjoy the spectacle. There are several unusual red woven rugs covering a short wooden riser in the center of the room. And on that riser sits a large wooden table where two competitors square off. Maggie Moon and Kay, the gauntleted warrior. Underneath the table, there's a gnome named Lorafina, 
who's lying down with her pointy shoes sticking out of one end. Her job, is explained to UK, is to watch for disqualifying table grabs, magical tomfoolery, or any untoward behavior. There is a bearded orc named Pennigan, who's refereeing the match. And standing next to the table, he stands there holding a cone shell, which he will blow into to start this, to signal the start of the match. However, before we do, the 10 gold is transferred to this table. And Maggie Moon smiles and says, I think we could do a little bit better than that. And she starts with 50 on the table. Confidence. Do you match it? Uh, Kay will slap her entire bag down, which is 14 gold. <laughs> now, you <laughs> did receive quite a lot of money from Fawn Lee. Yeah, but I'm not holding I it. Forgot I forgot about that money. Be, I, was I would not be betting that. it either. Oh, I, I bet it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were betting that money. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I bet 20 gold from that money. Yeah, I Kay, was betting the money that I won uh, shooting arrows. I assume Kay doesn't have any of that money, and uh, Kay would not want to bet that money. Kay's not 100% sure she's going to win I this. thought I took the bag of money. Yeah, I think oh, so. Probably, probably Langston has it, but, all, but you do see from, from where you are is definitely Kay needing someone to There's, do this. Sorry, I was betting I had been given 52 gold at one point, not the 500 gold to secure the ship. Got yeah. it. That's fine. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I don't have Because you got it. that gold by winning, shooting yeah, arrows. Yeah, yeah, again. exactly. Yeah, yeah that's so what I was... Okay, yeah. Here's the deal, though. Like, Kay can't... Like, you started this bet, and the hypes are up, and then you see Kay realize, like, she can't afford this, so... So someone's got to come in real quick and give her the money. Yeah, I'll... <laughs> I, I, what does she need? Uh, how much do you need, Kay? Uh, 40 or 36 gold. 36. Fine. She says <laughs> and hands it over. Kay, Kay does Perfect. not have a lot of gold. Uh, if you come up, like, to the table, Kay will give you, like, this slight raised eyebrow and try to convey the, you know, it's probably 50-50, like, look. The crowd at this point is sort of taking over, and there is very little to be done uh, unless you're absolutely shutting this whole thing down right now. Yeah, she, she, uh, uh, she like hands you the thirty six gold, and then she like takes Maggie in like the tall drink of water that she is, uh, and then she claps Kay on the shoulder and goes, "Good luck, I, I." God, you'll need it. And then walks away. <laughs> and Maggie Moon shines this brilliant smile to you. Um, and as you push back, like, through the crowd to go back to Lakes, and you yeah. realize that, like, the patrons are at this point, like, flocking to the Kin Scrap Room, and you're having, yeah. like, they're all hoping for a spot in the front row to witness this action. Uh, and you have to kind of, like, push through to get to get back yeah. to where you are. Um, and then Pennigan, the referee, blows the cone shell 
and a low blast vibrates the entire tavern. And then knowing that an intense match is about to begin, the entire tavern lifts in a collective voice and starts singing a shanty. And it's the kin scrap shanty that they all start singing at the top of their lungs, which I will not sing to you, but I will read to you. I have never, actually, we will, no, it's fine. I have never had a, bell, a bed to call my own or take a nap, and I've never had an argument without getting slapped, and I've never found a pile of gold with a treasure map, but at least I never lost a match of old kin scrap. Uh, and they start singing this uh, at the top of their lungs as the match begins, which we will hit as we return from break. <laughs> um, 